Howdy, and welcome to the FPL Jingle with me, Owen Kanhidi, and my gorgeous co-host, Stephen Leiselbach. Steve, how are you getting on? Uh, I'm alright, Owen. Um, Just alright? Yeah. yeah, exactly. Just alright. I mean, I think I've got three losses on the trot now in a row that we'll get to. So, yeah, things are going downhill. I'm not happy, but I soldier on anyway. Well, we dig into that, Steve. What is going wrong? <laughs> like in my life or in fantasy or a combination of both? Like, is, what is, is this you, an is, intervention like? Is your fantasy form rooted in deeper problems that are going on in your life? That's what I'm asking. No, but no, it's kind of the opposite. I think that I think I was fine. And then now that the fantasy is going shit, I feel like everything else is starting to go to shit. Not the other way around. Like, yeah, you see all the posts on Reddit where about mental health and fantasy football. It's great that we're this addicted. Uh, yeah, I wish I wasn't, but like here we are. What is it? Nineteen, twenty episodes into a podcast, all about it. So yeah, I can't really say much. Yeah, well, I'd call us casuals. So, let's let's move on. Would you? <laughs> um, how how was your weekend? Or how was the the, the like twelve days that have passed since we did the pod with Connor skiing? Uh, uh, no, the whole my pile went on. I went, I got the vaccine booster, um, and geez, I was fair shook after it for the day, a day and a half, I'd say. I only kind of came around then towards the end of the second day. Um, but, uh, yeah, other than that, no, I'm feeling all right. I was back playing soccer for the first time since my knee injury before December, but, uh, I probably overdid it a bit because it was 40 minute halves, nine aside. <laughs> it was absolutely bollocks and my knee was, I could feel my knee in a bit of pain afterwards. So, um, so great, so, yeah, great to be feel... back at it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I was supposed to be playing today as well, but it got cancelled at the last second. So look, what can you do? I understand you had a pretty good weekend. You were in Paris, weren't you? Indeed, we went to Paris for uh, Lisa's birthday. Lisa's birthday is the end of the month, so I brought her down there. Uh, lovely, did all the usual uh, Paris things. Did the Eiffel Tower, the Louvre, the Champs Elysees, and the Arc de Triomphe. Uh, lovely, cheaper nice. Cheaper to go. Cheaper to go at this time of the month. That's why you did it. Is it? Uh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, they're lovely food and. The I, French, ah, yeah, I yeah, I'd, I'd heard that. I wasn't yeah. sure though. Good to get confirmation finally. That was great. I got I got a duck in one of the restaurants, and it was fucking gorgeous. If I knew the name of them, I'd recommend them. Uh, the name of the duck? It was Donald. But will we talk yeah. about some fantasy football? Yeah, we might as well. Sure, why not? Cool. Um, let's look at the scores from the week that we just had. Um, you lost to Connell. Why was that? Uh, because uh, the Everton and Leicester game got called off and I had Pickford and Madison in that game and if they had played I would have beat Connell and did you not anticipate that the match could be called off ah yeah sure I anticipated COVID that's why I know the winning lotto numbers coming up for this weekend yeah absolutely thanks for that I'll be yeah, waiting bother. for my two million when it comes. Uh, that was thirty nine forty. Oh no, you're not getting any. Like <laughs> that was thirty. I'm buying my own ticket. You just took the money off us to buy as many. No, no, no. I no. I, I I have the tickets for the syndicate, and then I bought my own ticket, which I know is the winning number numbers. Oh. Okay, so well, at least you didn't hold on to the money that we gave you. That was good of you. Um, mm. That was a forty four. Real 30. saint. You are. Yeah, you are. <laughs> Saint Stephen, I think he was stoned for something. He's he, is he was he a martyr? I, I'm going to move being too on. dank. <laughs> he had too much drip. That was his problem. <laughs> uh, a five point win for Connell, forty four thirty nine. Then Mark Clahasy doubled Andy Harrington score twenty eight fourteen. Cahill beat Gary thirty eight twenty nine. Connor beat Mitch uh, to go on a four win streak thirty seven thirty four. John lost to me, 28-39. Interestingly, this week, John realised that there's four midfielders and four forwards in fan tracks. Uh, Mark Gary lost to Paddy Brennan, 37-49. Owen Dillon lost to Tyg, 32-51. Tyg putting up a respectable score. Ray scored 17 to Porik Sheehan's 39. And Steve got 42 to lose his six-game win streak against Thomas Ivory, his housemate who scored a lovely 52. Highest score nice of the week. Nice result for Thomas. Well done, Thomas. Oh. Um, still in 14th, I see him there. 
Um, will we, we'll do our matchups and then we'll take a look at the standings. So do you want to give us more detail on your pitiful loss? Fuck you, Jesus <laughs> Christ. Uh, I'm only just looking and realising now that bar what, one, two, three, four, five scores... I would have been. I would have won almost every other matchup, or at least drawn, because you got thirty nine, Porrick got thirty nine, <clears throat> Stephen Thomas got forty two, Paddy got forty nine, Connell got forty four, and that's it. Like, so like, just I don't know. I feel hard done by, but anyway, we'll get on with it. Um, Please do. Yeah, like I'd. <laughs> fuck's sake! I'd Pickford in goal, who only got one one appearance. And it was against Brighton, so they lost, and so he only got one point. Cancelo uh, didn't do anything in the Arsenal game, uh, so only got two points. Thiago Silva um, <clears throat> didn't do anything in the Liverpool-Chelsea game, so he only got one point. Uh, Issa Diop got a clean sheet in one of the games he played, um, but uh, so he got five points. Um, Matip didn't play because he had COVID, which I didn't find out until kickoff because Klopp deliberately didn't tell people that he had COVID. I had Jared Bowen who got 16, but Connell also had Jared Bowen for 16, so that cancelled out. I had Smith Rowe for one, and so did Connell, so that cancelled out. He had Bilva for a goal, for sorry for an assist. I had Mares for a goal, so the goal the Mares scored almost got cancelled out by because Bilva won the penalty for him. Uh, Rashford. <clears throat> did nothing got one point uh salah got a goal but then again similar scenario trent got an assist for salah's goal so it almost kind of cancelled out so yeah um connell meanwhile de gea had three points for clean sheet saves trent got an assist maddie cash did nothing one point uh dyer got a clean sheet against wofford uh, I mentioned Bowen, I mentioned Smith-Rowe, I mentioned Bernardo Silva, Ronaldo did nothing, two points, uh, Son got an assist, and seemingly Chris Wood came off his bench, but he's kind of like greyed out, so I don't even know what that means. Uh, so yeah, 39-44 loss for me, which takes me to three losses on the trot. Uh, yeah, that's... Uh... It's it. What makes things even worse is is your forwards who have gone to Africa in the meantime. Uh, I'm sure you have some tasty transactions lined up. Yeah, yeah, I do. But like, I'm playing you this week, so I'm not going to tell you what they are. Like, if, if I trying... if I take off my headphones, will you tell the listeners? Uh. I don't know because will this go out beforehand because <laughs> I don't want the people I, I'm honestly on I'm that desperate now that I can't even tell because I know Mark Gary listens to this and I, if I tell him before <laughs> and before the waiver wire clears he might fucking take some of the players off me so I'm not going to tell anyone you're keeping your cards sorry close to your chest. I fucking uh, have to own I'm in, I'm in fucking seventh I don't have a fucking choice I'm fighting my fucking life man I'm fighting poorly at that um, about the same when, when we look at the standings you're not far outside those playoff positions two game weeks could change your look entirely uh, interesting mm-hmm. to see the, the Newcastle badge already beside Chris Wood that's a crazy transaction we might take a look at later Son oh, yeah. Son is injured the lad's going to AFCON it'll be it'll be an interesting few weeks now with AFCON going on um, and then Chelsea as well going trying to play their game weeks in advance of going to the Club World Cup yeah that's uh very spicy. I don't think Chelsea had any delayed or cancelled fixtures. So yeah, they they just need to catch up on the club, the club World Cup. Anyway, let's get on to your matchup so we can move on. Yeah, a thirty a thirty nine twenty eight between myself and John. Pretty much a kind of a dead rubber. John had Semedo, Trent, Buendia, and Salah. Um, all blanks or non runners for him outside of that. So twenty eight was pretty easy to beat. I had no goalie because Allison and Schmeichel didn't play. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Gabriel, or uh, Gabriel. Allison had COVID, I think. Yeah, yeah. Kaylor got the game, didn't he? Um, but Gabriel came off my bench for a minus two, which uh, reveal, I just realized that the scoring system is kind of wrong. Red cards should be a minus three. Uh, so it's taken, taken us 22 weeks to realize that. 
so Ruben Diaz then got a two. Pontus Jensen got a zero for all the goals he conceded. Laporte with five. Devinson Sanchez with six. God bless him. Declan Rice got an assist plus some uh, appearance Davinson points. Devinson Sanchez with 12. He got a goal and a oh, clean yeah. sheet. Sorry, did I say six? I meant to say 12. Yeah. Uh, I was looking at Declan Rice's six. Bernardo Silva with four. And then Ronaldo did nothing. Mane and Son both got me five points. But I'll have neither of those for the coming game week due to injury in AFCON. So I'll have kind of a tough few weeks, I think, because I'm certainly holding on to those players for the playoff period when that comes. Um, mm. Yeah, I was, I was lucky. I mean, like when I look, three I, I have three def- defenders there who played for a net zero. But then out of the other two defenders, I get 17, get 10 points from my two midfielders, and then another two of my forwards return for a 39. Uh, uh, especially Mane, because he was lucky to be on the field because he should have been sent off for that flying elbow on Azpilicueta within 30 seconds of like the, the kickoff in the yeah. Chelsea game. Any other like, time I don't care. Game. I don't care what time of the game it is. He fucking flew at him with a flying elbow and hit him in the face like it's a red card. Like, ugh. Absolute red card, anyway. yeah. Uh, the ref must have had him in fan tracks as well. So that was um, that was a fairly uneventful win for myself. It was never really in danger. Um, mm. I was a bit disappointed when I saw the minus two Gabriel coming on, but yeah, that's fine. Um, we'll take a look at the standings, though, and how that leaves it. Uh, I climb above Steve, level on points, but I have more scored, so that's 49-49, your leaders. And then the playoff positions, which are changing quite a lot these weeks, is Mark Gary and Petty, both level on 42. They have 14 wins each. Then Connell's on 40, Porik Sheen's 39, Steve, you're 38. So let's say Porik there can get into a playoff position with one result. You need two results to get in. Also, Cahill down on 36. Two results would get him in. Um... After that, then John needs three results to get himself into a playoff position. So then it's you're, you're kind of struggling to get in. Then John's on 34. He's tied with Connor Skeehan, who's on 34. Connor Skeehan doing very well since he was on the pod. Four wins on the trot. He's flying it. Uh, Mitch then just lost to Connor. He's on 33. Tyg is in 12th at the moment on 28, which kind of leaves the league a bit unbalanced. We need that guy back in 13. <laughs> it's so much shit. It's not deserved Some, someone needs at to, all. Uh, we'll, 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 we'll see. Uh, America, <laughs> what does that mean? That was so <laughs> ominous. What does that even mean? It gets the people going. Uh, Mer- Clausi's on 27 behind him in 13. Thomas, uh, with a win, is on 24. Then a big jump down to the bottom four positions. On Dylan's 13, Ray Foley's 13, Andy Harrington's 12, and Gary's 9. So, you know, a bit of an interesting battle. There'll be an interesting battle for 12th, which you want to get into into that playoff. You know, the, the 10th, what is it, the 9th to 12th yeah. playoff. For eight will be pretty very spicy as well. Cahill currently has it, but um, John and Connor and Mitch are all chasing that position. And yeah, the the top four is very spicy too. Like you know, like yourself there in seventh, you only need two results to get in. Um, Merrick and Petty are not very deserving of those positions. I want to see them knocked out pretty soon. So arrange <laughs> that. Please. Well, what's interesting is what's interesting is is that kind of like peak forward to next week. I'm playing you. <clears throat> and Porik is playing Connell. So there's going to be movement either way. Uh, absolutely. Uh, if you lose to me and Porik <laughs> wins, it, it really becomes an uphill battle then. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, but also uh, he'll, he'd be beating Connell. So Connell's only two points ahead of you. So, yeah, it's. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, yeah, it's just, it's all a bit mad. But this uh, is that's the be... way it stands at the moment. This is going to be a, a strenuous week. There's so many permutations with the double game week in AFCON and everything. It's going to be hard. Yeah, a- AFCON COVID is still a thing. Like um, injuries are still obviously still a thing. Double game weeks are going to be a thing. But now and for the next few weeks, Chelsea going to the Club World Cup, so a lot of people's like defenders or whatever might be not be available and things like that. And yeah, it's going to be interesting to see. So. Um, but uh, we might uh, we might move on to the next topic, huh? Yeah, I, before we do, I'm just going to mention that this is a European week as well. Um, 
Oh, and for fuck's sake. Yeah, your your front runners. <laughs> yeah, your front runners there. Are, I need to catch Cahill. Like, yeah. why can't it be a week when I actually have good <laughs> players playing? Yeah, uh, yeah, you're you're what is that? Twenty three points behind Cahill, which is doable. Like you that, still yeah. still have three game weeks, I think. Or is it two? I think it's two. Uh, I'm eighteen behind Connell in the Jingle League. You're in the Europa League, then in the Conference League. Tiger's winning, but that's very open. Andy in fifth is only what's that twenty eight points behind. So um, no, we, we all oh, and just so, just to avoid confusion, we we agreed on this on the last pod that the <laughs> the the Champions League was the main was the was the league you're in. The league I'm in is the Europa, and then the last league is the Conference. I have no recollection of that. Oh my god! Oh, I'm podcasting with a moron. <laughs> um, oh yeah, no. So it's this week, and then there are two more European weeks: twenty two, twenty six, and thirty. So you've, um, it'll be interesting to see who gets those. Uh, yeah, will we move on to looking ahead at the games that are coming up? Okay, let's look at the extended game week. That is game week 22. We have an extra four games going on this week uh, due to either COVID or Chelsea going away to play the Club World Cup and so on and so forth. So I'll just list the fixtures that we're going to have. Um, We've Brighton, Crystal Palace. Brighton also play Chelsea uh, later on in the week. Uh, Man City versus Chelsea. Uh, And again, referring to the Chelsea-Brighton game. Norwich versus Everton. Wolves will play Southampton. Newcastle take on Watford, and Watford will then go on to play Burnley. So they have a pretty tasty double game week. Uh, Burnley host Leicester, and then Leicester will go to play Spurs. Well, actually, they host them. Uh, again, Burnley in that Burnley-Watford game I was talking about when I referred to Watford. Aston Villa play Man United, and Man United will then go play Brentford. Uh, West Ham versus Leeds. Liverpool play Brentford. And then we have Tottenham Arsenal as the last game of the week. But not really the last game. I, I made a balls of listing those games. I started with you a really bit of a form. Did, yeah. it, it went really bad for me. I'm kind of a bit upset yeah, about it. <laughs> you should have just read them as they were meant, as they were there. Like, you Because <laughs> then you were like, oh, and then they're playing this team later on in the week. And then we have this next game where they are also playing that <laughs> other team later on in the week that I just mentioned. Yeah. Uh, uh, <clears throat> yeah. Like, the, I, the, other, the other thing is, I suppose, for the listeners is that the reason we decided to do this was because we found it a bit more... Uh, informative and a bit better than just going over games that happened on like New Year's Day, which was which is almost like two weeks ago and feels like a, a lifetime ago now and feels completely irrelevant, given everything that's happened since with the uh, the Afcon and players being signed on as part of the January transfer window, etc. FA Cup even. There's been so much going on in the meantime. Ah, uh, um, who cares about the FA Cup really? It's handy for trying to pick lineups for the week. That's that's the only enjoyment I get from the FA Cup. Um, is that even enjoyment? Well, no. It's it's useful. It's inf- info. And I play fantasy football, okay. so I love it. Okay, uh, and the first game we've chosen, Owen, is... Manchester City versus Chelsea. That game Shocker. is on Saturday at half 12. So, I suppose uh, maybe we'll try predict a result first. We don't usually try predict a result. I, I, I see City doing a job in Chelsea here, even though Chelsea have... A small touch of form there, but uh, I think City are just too good at the moment. I think everyone would agree. Uh, would you see anything different happening, Steve? Finding a hard, although Tuchel does typically do well against the big teams. But um, I think City will win. I just don't know whether it'll be to win, win to nil. I don't know whether they'll win either 1 nil or like 2 1. You don't see a Chelsea mm. goal. Oh, or, sorry, sorry, yeah, you're, no, you don't. No, I, I potentially yeah. do see a Chelsea goal. I just think yeah. that even if Chelsea score, I think City will still win the game. Uh, I'll go for 2-1, 2-1 City. That's such a, a usual result to predict. <laughs> uh, I don't disagree. <laughs> what do you I want think, from me? Don't get fucking yeah. annoyed when you ask me to predict a, re- predict a result. Like, <laughs> I think any time Chelsea play 90 minutes and Mason Mount is on the field, there's a, the threat of a goal. 
against any team ever. Jeez, I, um, I don't know. I was watching you against Spurs and the Carabao last night, and poof, tough going. Oh, yeah, I mean, like, no, that's not a good game of football. But uh, I think, like, give Mason Mount 90 minutes in that Chelsea team and there's a good chance you're gonna be, there's going to be a goal, is, is my thoughts against any team. Um, but Chelsea weakened in the fact that they don't have their wing backs. They're trying to play fucking Hakim Ziyech at right wing back <laughs> in the cup and shit like that. Um, uh, Mendy's missing, so Kepa's going to deputise... I, I don't see that as a problem. He's actually looked good. Um, our problem is going to be wing backs. There's going to be no wing backs, and we're going to be exploited through that. Uh, we're also going to have no attacking threat or very little attacking threat because of that. So, yeah, well, what might be a bit more interesting is is trying to predict the city forwards because that's become a touch easier. Uh, Jesus will start because Mara's at the AFCON. I'd say Sterling will start. Because he's been doing pretty well lately. I know he didn't score against Arsenal, but he was scoring up until then. And I'm going to say Grealish gets a run out. Because I think he hasn't really played that much in a little while. And I think him and Foden were disciplined for their antics around New Year's. But I think he might bring him back into the fold now. Um, yeah. Now that they've lost Ferran Torres like, properly, I think they're going to have to do something. But then you know if the, it depends on what they want to do in midfield. Do they play? Uh, do they play Fernandinho, Gundogan, and De Bruyne? And then does Bilva go and play as a winger? Like there's just different ways they can attack it. Like so. Yeah, Foden also has the COVID there. So Foden, Mares, Torres, three forwards not available for this game. Um, or or Torres ever, given yeah. that he's not there anymore. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, you're kind of looking at... I'm, I'm looking at their cup game. Uh, Palmer's going to lose his spot to Sterling. Who? Or, you know, it still gets me for a second. I think you misheard me. Gold Palmer. <laughs> uh, and Who? Grealish will be vying for that spot. Uh, I can see Bilva and Jesus taking the other two. Then Fernandinho maybe taking Rodri's spot. But Fernandinho doesn't really get a game these days, does he? Sorry, you're right. Yeah, no. When I said Fernandinho, it's probably going to be Rodri. But, like, you know, Fernandinho does sometimes get wheeled out for the big game. So, you, you don't know. You, you, I, like, they're going to have one of, the, one of the two anyway. So Yeah, um, yeah. I think you're, you're, you're looking at, at those forwards there. If they're available, probably not the, the Grealish, the Bilva, Jesus. Um, and yeah, but you might, you might also be looking... You might also be looking then at the Chelsea forwards, given the fact that they have a double game week. Uh, Lukaku is, pro- was, is probably going to play both. Um, he played in the cup. Well, he might not actually. He'll play against City. He might get a rest then because he played in the cup against uh, Spurs. Played the full uh, 90. Probably, yeah, yeah Werner is going to play, I'd say, this Man City game. Uh, Mount is going to play this Man City game. And then you might get someone like Pulisic come in or ha- Ziyech coming in. Uh, or Kai Havertz coming in then for that game against Brighton. So, you know, there's definitely a bit of options there. Um, I'd, I'd say Havertz I, gets the City game, just purely based on his goal in the Champions League final. He'll take Werner's spot. That's my prediction. I, I don't think we've seen Lukaku mount Havertz together in a three. I'd love to see it. Uh, see how it goes. But yeah, there's like like I was kind of getting at. There's just a bit of rotation there. Um, back three is probably going to be set in terms of Thiago Silva, Rudiger, and um, uh, Christensen uh, probably taking that spot. Yeah, because yeah, Aspilicueta will go to right wing back, uh, yeah. or um, and then they'll probably put Callum Hudson Odoi or no, sorry, Marcus Alonso. They'll put a left wing back, so that kind of gives you your width there. Well, not really so much width. Aspilicueta because he's just he's a bit old but still um, like that Brighton game like you would fancy them um, Brighton like doing kind of doing okay their, their form's kind of fallen off a little bit um, but you'd, you'd fancy Chelsea to get the win there and those are some decent players to maybe look at bringing in in terms of either goals or clean sheets um, but uh, we might move on to the second game then Owen yeah yeah um Villa versus United. Uh, Villa, of course, with the new signings in Coutinho and Luca Dean. So, uh, and also Man United, who we love to talk about. So, um, 
Sorry, I'm just getting up the villa lineup. I have it here. Yeah, so they they just played recently. Or when was this game? They played United in the cup on oh, Monday three, in the FA Cup, and they lost one 0 due to McTominay goal with the Fred assist. Um, I believe Ing started up top that game. Yeah, they have it as a four three three here with Buendia right, yeah. Ings top, Watkins left. Uh, mm-hmm. So is Coutinho signed or is he registered? Coutinho signed. He is registered. He can play in this game. Uh, I don't Spicy. think he'll start though. Uh, I think he'll come off the bench if anything. Um, I don't think Jared will be happy with like two. I think maybe two days of prep because I think he might play. I think he might have trained today for the first time. And then tomorrow, and then the match is Saturday. So, like, I just, yeah, it's just not enough time for him to get in, get used to the way everything's going at the club, the way they're, they're might have their pressing set up or the style of football or anything like that. Uh, Dean's, Dean, likewise, I imagine he will come in and take over from our target, but not right away. But, like, they're good options to pick up <clears throat> in your waiver wire if you are in the draft league because they're probably going to come good sooner rather than later. Um, yeah, we've we've, I, we've said I, before I, I, about how solid that that Villa defense can be. Like you know, maybe not against a Man United or one of the top six, but having Dean in your back pocket will be very useful, I reckon, later in the season. Uh, it'll be more useful in terms of going forward. Yeah, um, I don't think he's as defensively solid maybe as Matt Target, but he definitely offers a bit more going forward. Um, yeah, like you think about it, they got Martinez in goal, who last season looked great. Uh, Tyrone Mings is a England international. Uh, Ezri Khan says I'm probably far off and Maddie Cash is um, pretty good as well so I still I think there's goals in this game I don't think there'll be a clean sheet having said that like um, I think United will be desperate to get back to uh, winning ways I know that they already beat Villa in the cup 1-0 but you know like um, they're, they'll, they'll want to get back into it in the league especially because Ronaldo's only just given an interview saying like we need to be competing like for top three or trophies or whatever because he's gonna say that because he's Ronaldo and but like the kind of the uh, <laughs> kind of the thing that kind of came out of it from that interview for me is that if they don't get around that uh, target that like he you know he might consider where he goes next in terms of like maybe leaving United or something if they don't show the ambition that he wants or blah 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 but um, I think it's an interesting game for both sides. Yeah, I, I wonder, is that a bit blown out of proportion about him leaving? But what I am interested in, does he take Greenwood or Rashford's spot when he comes back in? Greenwood. Do you think? Or sorry, yeah. no. Who, Ronaldo? Yeah, who does he take? Is it he, doesn't take he doesn't take either of their spots. Ra- uh, Rashford will drop to the bench and Greenwood will take Rashford's spot. Yeah, so I'm saying, yeah, awful. what I mean is Rashford is going to the bench. Oh, yeah, well, sorry, like... Ra- yeah, like they play a four-two-three-one with the Ronaldo up top, so neither Rashford nor Greenwood would play up top. So that's kind of what confused me. But yeah, like Rashford's been playing terrible. Even Ranić was interviewed after the Villa game, saying like, "I don't know, I don't, I don't really know what's going on with him." Like he played really well in training up till the match, and then just like did nothing. Um, <clears throat> there's a lot of speculation going on around what's going on with Rashford, but. Yeah, look, Greenwood uh, has looked solid whenever he's played. And um, I remember the game against the Wolves where he was pulled off after ha- after an hour where he looked the best player on the pitch and fans went mad. And uh, Wolves went on and won the game 1-0. And he still thought that Greenwood didn't play that well. So uh, who knows of Ranić? Yeah, yeah, uh, Greenwood is... He's still viewed as 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 the young kid in the block, and and does you know doesn't as readily get the minutes, even if he's deserving of them. But I'll I'll move us along then to the Watford versus Newcastle game, and we'll we'll look at Watford's double game week here. Um, certainly, players knocking about for these two games. Yeah, um, I assume Emmanuel Dennis is going to be gone in most leagues. If not, he should be. Uh, Josh King probably likewise. Um. Yeah, it's an interesting one um, because they've got two nice fixtures coming up in Newcastle side that's still looking to build a, a, a squad in this January transfer window and a Burnley squad, a side who's just lost their best striker to <laughs> Newcastle. So it's just really interesting to see what they do here in terms of trying to keep themselves alive and stay in the league. These, these, In my opinion, these two fixtures are vital. Um, so for them to keep Dennis from going to the AFCON was pretty important. Um 
Absolutely. Looking at it from Newcastle's side of view, like they've got Kieran Trippier in. He's played a couple of games for them already. I think he played in their loss to Cambridge in the FA Cup. So that wasn't a great start for him. Um, but like the you know here's his first uh, Premier League uh, start since uh, he played for Spurs before he moved to Atletico. Um, and then you have Chris Wood, who I would anticipate will start this game, uh, even given the lack of uh, game time or practice he's had. Uh, they're so desperate for a striker that um, he will start. I'd, I'd imagine. G- given the um, twenty-five million price tag, it's it's fairly blatant how how, how desperate they are. Ah, oh, they're 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 savage, desperate. Like they tried, uh, they tried to sign a young French striker from Liga, but they got rejected because they want to keep him for the rest of the season. I can't remember his name; begins with an E. It's like E K something. Um, sure. And then they kind of they kind of looked around the league and saw who's available, and they saw Chris Wood's twenty five million pound release clause in his contract, and went like, "Yeah, we'll have him." Which, in some instances, is it's it's. Don't get me wrong; it's a ludicrous price to pay for Chris Wood, especially because he's just turned thirty. Um, but like he has won the most headers of anyone in the league, so from that point of view, it does kind of make sense. Because if you think about Newcastle, they almost entirely play with width; they don't have any good midfielders, so they have to go wide with it. Be it Saint Maximan or Ryan Fraser or Matt Ritchie or whoever, and then get crosses into the box. And so, if that's the case, then Chris Wood does make a lot of sense. They also play Newcastle last game of the season in a relegation six-pointer, potentially, which would be spicy as fuck. Uh, no, sorry, uh, Newcastle versus Burnley. Oh, sorry, yeah. Well, they yeah, aren't yeah. playing each other at the moment. That's why I got confused. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. That, that'd that be very interesting, especially if it comes down to it and like Chris Wood is playing against his former side to send them down. Yeah. Um, Jesus, that Burnley would be or great I don't know watch. what the story with Burnley is. They're just they're just doing they're just doing the bare minimum. It seems like they're not really investing in anything in the squad at all. Having just been bought over by an American consortium, so I don't know what's going on there. But uh, yeah, then like I've, Watford I've, have I've have to no play Burnley later Burnley. on. Sorry, I have no interest in Burnley. There's nothing. Yeah, we'll there. move off this top. We'll move off this topic. So and talk about our next matchup. Yeah, well, I, I was just going to take a quick look at Watford. I was thinking, like, ooh, there might be a forward or two to pick up. Uh, I see Emmanuel Dennis is carrying a knock. Is Mali Sar has, what is it, an ankle injury, a gone knee injury? Okay, he also, well, he's actually well, injured, so maybe he's not gone at all. But if he is playing, that's where he is. No, uh, he's not playing. And they played a completely rotated 11 in the cup where they lost to Leicester 4-1. They seem to, seem to be a smart decision. They left Josh King on the bench, so Josh King is probably the best pickup in terms of a forward for Watford's tasty double game week, mm-hmm. uh, in my eyes. The next matchup then is Spurs versus Arsenal. Um, what do you think, Steve? Um, uh, it's a bit hard to predict this game because Spurs are just off the back of getting knocked out of the Carabao by Chelsea, having played two terrible legs where they didn't look like they were going to fire a shot. And anyone who tells me, like, oh, well, they had two penalties overturned and a goal disallowed, they were all the correct decisions, so don't fucking get at me about it. Um, They looked terrible at the bridge. They looked terrible at the bridge. They looked terrible at home. Uh, Son is out, and it looks so evident because they just looked lacking any sort of creativity. Um, They tried playing La Celso up there, didn't really do much in that game. Um, they're they're getting not they're getting no real production from their wing backs. They played Matt Doherty at left wing back uh, in that game, and he looked awful. Serge Serge Regulon will come in and offer a bit more, but Emerson Royal going forward is a, like a donkey. I don't really I don't really get it. I don't get why they paid twenty six million pounds for him because he doesn't look a player at all. Um, Kane just looks like he's misfiring. Um, but having said all that, Arsenal aren't doing great. They got knocked out of the FA Cup by Nottingham Forest. They didn't play well at all. Uh, it's evident that they're missing a player in midfield. Um, Xhaka will come back for this game if he he will. Um, he'll play alongside Zambi Lukongo. But missing El Nene and more so Partey is a bit um, worrisome. Kind of leaves us light in that position. That's why we're looking to get someone in in the January transfer window. I see, um, I see you're like, heavily linked with, with Tielemans, but I suppose not happening in January. 
No, that wouldn't be happening in January. If anything, that would happen in the summer because he has 18 months left on his contract at the moment. So that means in the summer he'd only have a year left. So we could get him for relatively cheaper than what he would go for, provided he doesn't sign a contract extension. Um, So we'll have to see how that goes. But yeah, uh, yeah you're, like you're this kinda... game could go either way, really. But I'd, I'd anticipate an Arsenal win. Yeah, if they can score at all, I, w- I would see them um, beating Tottenham because we, 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 we've we spoke about the defence, which can be pretty solid, but with lacking creativity and Harry Kane not being the Harry Kane of old is um, a massive fucking problem for them. Obviously, Son's injury is big. And they have the double game week. They're 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 hosting Arsenal, then they're going, going away to play Leicester. And looking at it, I don't think I want anything <laughs> from the Spurs team for that double game week. <laughs> Uh, I think uh, I think Arsenal I think Arsenal will score against them, and I think Leicester will score against them. Um, so, and I don't think they're going to score. Yeah, it's a tough one. Um, they might get something against of, Leicester. That's best case scenario. There's, there's very little positives coming out of Tottenham at the moment um, because they don't really have any players in attack that they like. Well, I mean, they like Kane, but he's not doing anything for them, so that really doesn't mean anything. Son's injured. Lucas doesn't look. Lucas is inconsistent at best. They're gone. They're selling Bergvine to Ajax. I think or PSV by all accounts. Um, cool. I might go and see him. Uh, yeah, Lacelso uh, doesn't look a player. Um, Hoiberg and Skip are just two kind of like pass it around the side kind of players in midfield. So they want to sell Tangi and Dombele. I, I just don't really see where the attacking threat is coming from. Bar, uh, set piece or something like that, you know. Um, yeah, if you so we'll, we'll have to Conte's, Conte's got a job on his hands. Um, Leicester, the Leicester game will be interesting because Leicester haven't been good this season in terms of defense. So um, that'll be an interesting test, especially because Leicester are also missing Jamie Vardy through injury. Ian Acho's out at the Afcon. So is Wilfred and Didi. So is Amarte. I think they're the side that's missing the most uh, uh, players through the AFCON at the moment. But yeah, that it's... means that they're kind of playing either Pats and Daka or uh, Adam Luckman up top. So that could be uh, an interesting game and maybe some, some a, a team worth looking at in terms of uh, forwards or po- potentially defenders for Leicester's point of view as well. Because I imagine there will be a lot of Leicester defenders available in people's leagues. Yeah, the Leicester defense has been fairly chronic all season. Um, yeah, no, I said I said Leicester would probably score against Spurs, but then when when you look at everything they're missing, it's uh, actually chronic. This is a nice little segue onto our last match, which is Leicester versus Burnley. But it's uh, almost like I designed it that way, on. Almost, except you didn't. Yes, I did. I you don't know what, what I was thinking. I deliberately went th- th- through oh. that line of thought. You have no thoughts. <laughs> Why? Why do you bring? Why do you roll? You fucking roll me out here once a week, berate me, and then fucking go. Yeah, good pod, man. Really enjoyed it. It's like, well, I fucking didn't. Had a great fucking time. So let's. I think what's interesting to do would be to try predict the Leicester forward line. Uh, Harvey Barnes returning from injury. Madison is still fit. Then you have Luckman, Perez, and Daka. I don't think mm. anyone else is challenging for those positions at Leicester. No. Have they a young lad doing yeah. anything? No, they'd they'd usually bring on Mark Albrighton off the bench if anything. So at it's right kind of like back. the opposite. Of the the no, they put him on a right wing or right mid. <clears throat> um, so it's usually the opposite of a young lad. Um, I'd imagine their <clears throat> I'd imagine their front three or front four is going to be Harvey Barnes on the left, Adam Ola Luckman on the right, Madison in the middle, and Patson back up top. Perez coming on. Cut, as their sub, uh, maybe I don't really rate Perez. Is the thing um, they played Adam Adam Luckman up top in the cup against Watford and gave Patson Daka a rest. So I imagine he'll start either one or if not both of these games against Burnley and, and Spurs. Daka didn't make the bench for that game. Hamstring injury. Now maybe that's just a bit of news to give him a rest. But that's uh, yeah, we'll see. <clears throat> latest on him. My God, the list of injuries. I'm just going to count the amount of players that Leicester have not available. It's 1, 2, 3, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17 players. Oh my god, that's a full fucking squad. 
They, right. You're only allowed to register like 25 players in the squad. I'm going to name the Leicester subs that were at the FA Cup. Uh, Wanya Markal Madivaja Ua. How was that all name? one name or, or two? That was, was that all one, that was one name. Casey McAteer. Alves. No. They, they have some Alves, number 77. Braybrook, Ben Nelson. They had Schmeichel no. on the bench. Uh, and then okay. Jacob Stelarsic. Jesus me. Christ. Fair play to Leicester. You don't hear it enough. Like, they don't complain like Man United or Liverpool would if they were missing two players, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, they got so. the game against Everton called off because of it, so. Yeah, yeah, true. They had their games called off. Fuck me. Look at all that. Uh, those are the five games we wanted to look at. Have you any closing comments, Steve? Um, it's, it's, a, it's, a tough, it's a tough week to try and predict who's going to do well like there's a bunch of middling games like Wolves and Southampton and I suppose West Ham Leeds is kind of like not a middling game but they played each other in the cup and like Leeds just didn't look up for it and they even played a, a, a strong a strong enough side um yeah it's just going to be one of those weeks <laughs> where where I think there's going to be a few surprises and and we'll have to just wait and see but like that's why that's why we all watch the Premier League because anything can happen I know, yeah, like you're looking, you know, other years like that Chelsea-Brighton game, you'd be like, fucking great, Chelsea will do a job at them. Probably not. Yeah. Leicester, not what they used to be, Spurs are a bit shit. Looking at the double game weeks, like the the fact that the best double game week is Watford playing Newcastle and Burnley (laughs) is like, it's a great great thing about the league that there's just so much... Yeah. competition in so fairness. kind of just like touching kind of touching off that some of that we just will just kind of briefly kind of go through maybe three defense attacks and three defenses we think we think we like the look of anyway whether or not that it'll pan out like that i can't promise but like i said west ham against leeds um i think they the jared bowen had a double at the, against norwich during the week and Antonio has signed a contract extension and it's all it's all very feel good at west ham so i'd expect them to keep that form rolling uh, we mentioned Watford's two matches in the double game week. They we like the look of that. United have a double game week. One's against Villa and the other one is against Brentford. Uh, neither are going to be easy games, but you would think United will at least get a couple of goals in in in, in those. Do you um, know, like any other year, like our, you'd you'd be saying great double game week for United, you know, but they're just mm. they're they're shit. Like they're fucking yeah. shit at the moment. So speaking Do- of shit, uh, defenses we like the look of Chelsea. <laughs> nah, uh, they're fantastic. Chelsea again in that Brighton game, more so than that 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 Man City game. Uh, you'd fancy them to keep a clean sheet there, just because of Brighton's lack of goals. And hopefully, two uh, points, United, one point from City. Uh, Le- Leicester, who we talked about, I think Leicester kind of they had a they had a one 0 win against uh, United, against Liverpool, and then I think they won like. 4-1 against Watford but that was kind of like a very second string side so maybe their defensive form is coming back a bit they're playing a Burnley side that's very uh, lacking in talent uh, they've lost Chris Wood, Max Cornet who's their best player is off at the AFCON so it's Jay Rodriguez and uh, Ashley Barnes so like you know and then they go and play a Spurs side who has Harry Kane up top and that seems about it uh, and then the last one then is kind of like United just purely because that double game week, that game against Brentford, Brentford kind of struggle. Well, they're actually not struggling for goals at, at the moment, but like you know, even if you get appearance points, like you're happy out. So um, you'd hope yeah, they're not are... they're not shipping two goals in both those games. You would imagine they're not going to concede. No, four. you wouldn't think so anyway. No. So now those are our picks. Yeah, I don't disagree with any of that. It's it's such a there's there's no there's nothing nailed on this week but that's it's gonna be for fantasy football it's a fucking nightmare it's the wild west out there on yeah it's the wild west uh will we take a short break and then look at the fan tracks matchups that are coming up yep One of the matchups of the season. It's a podcast derby for your first game of uh, game week twenty-two on fan tracks. How are you confident, Steve? I know I am. Not at all. What Good. part of any of this podcast made you think I was confident? I was just making sure, and I just wanted you to say it. 
Um, I mean, the only thing I have going for me is that the uh, the match preview predicts me winning by four points. I just don't know where the fuck it's got that from. But like, we yeah, love we love to build you up, Steve. We love to build you up. <clears throat> yeah, I'm sure you asked the people in fan tracks to do that, <laughs> and they were like, "But like that, but like you're supposed to win by twenty points. Just just do it. <laughs> just fucking do it. Kill him. Mm. Kill Jester." Uh, Connell is going to take on Parik. Bit of a top half clash there. Connell currently predicted to win that well. Connor Skeen takes on Steve Lyons. Uh, Connor would love to go on a five game win streak. Steve Lyons, just after losing to me, will be looking to rebound after that. John is taking on Mitch. I, I think for the first time, or the second time this season, John is actually making changes to his team, so that'll be interesting. Mm. Um, Mitch, after a loss to Connor. I don't think Mitch is going to catch Merrick in that, that, that podcast race that we were trying to back earlier on. So I think we'll just call it quit. We'll just call it quit, Steve. Sounds about fair. Yeah, you can sing You can sing on the next podcast. It's okay. Mm, well, not over till the fat lady sings. Merrick Clausey <laughs> and Cahill, then um, not, 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 not that interesting of a matchup. They're not either battling for the playoff positions Petty Ill will take on Tyg Tyg just after that big score hopefully will knock Petty out of the playoff positions that'll be sound Ray is going to take on Mark Gary uh, chances are Mark will win that and, and solidify his place in third Thomas after a 51 pointer will probably beat Andy Harrington and then we've Gary versus Owen Dillon Gary would love to get himself up off the bottom of the table if he can with would he? does game. he even know he's there I know Gary's paying more attention than you'd think. Because you wouldn't think he was paying attention at all. That's <laughs> about to say, I don't think he's paying attention at all. Anything is better than zero. Anyways, will, will you tell me who you're going to line up so that I can, uh, I can beat you this uh, I week? I will for the moment. Well, I mean, I will for the moment, but it's going to be subject to change. So. Um, no, don't change I'm probably going to play... I'm, pro- I'm probably going to play Pickford because they're playing Norwich. Although I'm undecided on that, because I might I might start Ramsdale just because Spurs are so bad. Uh, I have Diop starting against Leeds, but he might get wavered out. Uh, Cancelo will play against Chelsea. Matip and Robertson will both play against Brentford. Thiago Silva will play um, against City and then Brighton, hopefully, in that double game week. Bowen will play against Leeds. Madison will play against Burnley and Spurs. Please God. Maximan will play against Watford. Smith Rowe is injured at the moment, but he will play at the moment against Spurs. And I have Rashford starting in that double game week, but I don't have much hope just given his poor form. Uh, I don't think he'll play much in that Villa game, if at all, but he might come in for the Brentford game just because of the quick turnaround. Um. <clears throat> That I have Mares, Salah, and Vardy on my bench, so you're, like you're, I have to, I have to do something there just because I can't afford to, I can't f- afford to to play with that team at the moment as it is. Your forwards, you've you've four injured or gone players. Uh, you're, you're, uh, you're, I've lost I've lost Reese James because due to injury, I've I've pretty much lost Vardy due to injury. Um, I. Who else did I lose? I two, boy, two boys to Afcon, Maras and Salah. Yeah, I've lost Maras and Salah to Afcon. Like it's just it's, it's Rashford has been fucking dog shit all season. Like I don't really know what's going on with him, but but that's my team anyway. On what's your team looking like? My team is looking fantastic. Uh, I ah, shut uh, up. <laughs> I will probably play Casper Schmeichel for the Burnley and Tottenham game. Um, rather than Allison against Brentford, Allison also coming back from an illness. Gabrielle is going to get dropped to my bench. I'll play double city. Def- oh, I won't play double city defense. Um, I'm going to give Davinson Sanchez a game. Obviously, they have Arsenal and Leicester. I will play Bernardo Silva against Chelsea. Martinelli against Spurs. Connor Gar- Gallagher will probably get a game. I'm going to drop Declan Rice. I have three mids potentially coming in for Declan Rice. Mark Gary, perk your ears up. <laughs> That's illegal. You can't have three <laughs> players come in for one man. Uh, I'll make a I'll make a stab at getting Coutinho, even though I'm not con- I'm not convinced on Coutinho. He's what uh, I'll, I'll I think he's going to be my number one preference. I have two other guys lined up in Havertz and Fornals. Um, so three spicy enough mids to pick up this week, um, but like. 
not great either. Ronaldo has a great double game week. I'll be fair sick if he doesn't return on this double game week. Emmanuel Dennis um, carrying a knock, but hopefully he'll play against Newcastle and Burnley. Uh, then he two- was in training, in fairness. Yeah. Uh, then I have Son and Mane on the bench, injured, and Afcon Pontus Janssen. I'm going to get rid of. I have a transaction lined up for him. I'm just going to find it here. I am going to bring in potentially Alex Tellez, the Man United left back, due to Shaw's suspension. But uh, he'd probably only get one game if I did bring him in. So I was actually thinking to change my mind about that. So I'll hum and haw over that one for a little while. Um, that's all my cards on the table now. I've nothing else up my sleeve, although I'll probably make a few more changes before the waiver wire deadline. <laughs> I've nothing else up my sleeve apart from all the other cards up my sleeve. Mm. These are all the cards I wanted to show you. Uh, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm a bit undecided on the defence there. I just realised I've, I've double city Laporte and Diaz against Chelsea, and Mount is going to get a hat trick. So, what do I do? <laughs> uh, you drop them all and just start start a full. A full Leeds team. team. No, yeah, a full Norwich team. Just go full Norwich. That's the dream. John Sargent, don't think of that afro. I won't. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, ah, it's going to be a nice old matchup. I've, yeah. I've, I'm, I'm not terribly confident. Like Looking at Son and Manny on my bench is fairly if you're sickening. Not terribly, if you're not terribly confident, how do you think I feel? I don't want to feel how you feel. Yeah, nobody <laughs> does. <laughs> um... Yeah, ah, hopefully a nice old matchup, um, and it'll be interesting to see who gets knocked out over back into the playoff positions there because it's all pretty tight up there from like third to sixth or so. Some losers mm. down in seventh. Um, yeah, I think we're kind of coming to a conclusion, as I say at the end of most pods. You say it at the end of almost pretty every 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 pod. You kind of just go, "Yeah, I think that just brings us to a natural end here." It's like, yeah, it's almost like we've written the podcast that way. Uh, but yeah, like, look, it's <clears throat> it was uh, it was like a what was it? Nearly like a full, a full twelve weeks or so. Uh, sorry, not twelve weeks, twelve days since we last recorded. So, yeah, it's good to get back. Um, hopefully, hopefully, I can get get off the slide or the slide and uh, get a win. I'd really need it, <laughs> but uh, I don't anticipate it. So we'll see. Yeah, you wouldn't know if you if you're you've kind of you have a week here now where you have to make wholesale changes and you hope like two lads might work out and then you start building a team again. I think that kind of mm. that kind of happens every now and again. You make a whole pile of changes and you end up with one or two guys that work out. Um, yeah, um, I think I've said it all. Do you want to end it for us, Steve? Um, thanks for listening, everyone. If you want to uh, follow us on Twitter, you can do so at, at the FPL Jingle, where you'll get notifications when our next episode goes live, uh, which will also give you a notification in our Discord. If you want to go and follow us there, you can do so in the podcast description. And if you also want to get a look at the actual table of us in fan tracks, you can also do so in our podcast description. Uh, thanks for listening, as always, and we look forward to... Uh, making the next episode for you next time bye now